Welcome to Community Pulse from Environmental Design Group, highlighting the transformations happening in our communities and celebrating the leaders making them happen. Tammy Naguki, her EDG co-host and their special guest, reveal insights that are driving our communities forward, right now on Community Pulse. Welcome everyone to the Environmental Design Group at Community Pulse podcast. This is our second edition, so we may be a little bit rusty in this introduction, but here we are. <laughs> I'm Tammy Naguki. I am the Principal of uh, Marketing and Client Experience at Environmental Design Group, and I'm joined by Frank Bronzo, also Principal at Environmental Design Group, and Mayor Bill Roth, City of Fairlawn. Welcome, everybody. It's great to be here, Tammy. I really appreciate it. Uh, good afternoon. Same here. It's good to be here. I appreciate the invitation. Well, with us here today, uh, I have the honor of introducing Mayor uh, Bill Roth. Uh, Bill's uh, not only the mayor of of the city of Fairlawn here in Summit County, Ohio, but I consider a personal friend uh, and a mentor. I've known Bill for over 20 years, and uh, uh, we've enjoyed ups and downs with projects and and personal relationships and and uh, contractors. And I've been lucky enough to be a part of what's going on in the city of Fairlawn and uh, throughout the last 20 years. So I want to do a little bit of an introduction uh, of Bill Roth. And uh, it's going to take a little bit because it's, it's quite impressive. Uh, Bill grew up in Buffalo, New York, and he earned his bachelor's in history with a minor in political science from uh, the University of New York in Buffalo. He earned his uh, Juris Doctorate at the University of Akron here in uh, Summit County School of Law. And then he went on to the Summit County Prosecutor's Office as an assistant prosecutor for six years. Presently, he's a member of the Akron and Ohio State Bar Association. Uh, he's presently serving his seventh term as mayor of the city of Fairlawn and then longest serving mayor in Summit County. That's correct right now. So. That's, uh, that's amazing. Wow. Um, in addition to his mayoral responsibility and running his own private law practice, Bill is a member and past president of the Mayor's Association of Portage, Stark, and Summit Counties. Um, he's, um, he serves as a vice chair on the Summit County Reworks Board. Uh, he's been a guest lecturer at the University of Akron and a member of the Copley Family and Kiwanis Club. And... Him and his wife, Jolene, have been in residence of City of Fairlawn since 1986. So welcome, Bill. Thank you. It's good to be here. How with all of that going on in your life do you even have time for this today? <laughs> That's impressive. Well, I was talking to Frank on the way in here. We, we booked this probably about five weeks ago, so that worked perfect. We set the time aside. We'll have to remember that the next time we want you to come back. We, we need to get on the calendar early. <laughs> well, welcome. We're really happy to have you here with us today. And... Um, you have obviously been running the city of Fairlawn like a business now for 25 years with an incredible economic success story. Uh, tell us, our, tell our audience actually, a little bit about uh, your approach and how it's impacting the residents and businesses in your community. Sure. Um, well, I, became, I was elected in November 1995, and um, my background was law. And I, you know, so it gives you a good understanding of how government operates. But in addition to that, uh, practice law is a business. And one of my goals in going into public office was uh, to try to run the city more like a business. And I'm not being critical of any prior administrations. That's not my point. But my thing is, you know, the, the tax revenue you get in, that money is, you know, you're held in trust for the residents and the businesses in your community. Right. You should spend it like you're spending your own money personally. So one thing I instituted was what they call the five-year capital plan, 
which allowed rolling forward for us to know what the large purchases were and do some long-term planning for the city. But we were able to uh, successfully negotiate a joint economic development district with the city of Akron and township of Bath early in my first term, I think about 1998. And what that allowed us to do is build more infrastructure mm-hmm. in the Embassy Parkway area and, you know, in West Market, really uh, west of Clinton Madison Road going past 1977. Uh, right. So with that help us build up the business districts. And what we try to do is, Fairlawn's an interesting community. Um, we have about 7,500 residents that live there. But in the day, we're anywhere between twenty-five and 30,000 people. And that's a combination. This is pre-COVID numbers, obviously. Sure. But the uh, the combination of people coming in for retail, but mostly for coming in for work and businesses. And so what you have there is you have the big city, little city issues, which, you know, are fine. It's a good mix. And we try to do is make sure that... Um, it's business friendly. We're very receptive to the different types of business operations there, but also serve the residents. And an example of that is um, since I've been mayor, we have not assessed for a single infrastructure project in the city. City, We're able to spend as we, you know, with the JED monies. But more importantly, with tax revenue and that, we're able to spend and we don't charge whether it's the business owners on West Market or whether it's a private resident on a private street when we do the improvements. Um, you know, we make sure it's not assessed. More importantly, we try to pay cash for all that, so we don't incur debt. Impressive. And that's worked quite well. So, um, but we we have a very, you know, the result is we have a very diverse tax base. We have a very diverse community as far as type of housing you can have, and also the individuals that live in it. So it's worked quite well. Awesome. I think I think uh, a lot of communities could learn a thing or two about that. I know driving through, uh, you know, we live down the road in Medina, and uh, certainly. Fairlawn has become that hub that uh, my kids have enjoyed uh, dining, shopping, you know, pretty much everything. It's their go-to place to to, to enjoy. So, yeah, well, keep well, coming. Well we appreciate it. Yeah, so. well done. <laughs> so, Mayor, um, you know, I, you and I have had many conversations in the past, and um, and I, I always enjoy talking to you about the history of Fairlawn and your involvement over the twenty plus years as being mayor and and uh, CEO of the city of Fairlawn, for the for lack of a better word. And um, what are you most proud of here, sitting here today, over the last twenty plus years of being mayor? Uh, some of the impacts that you and your administration have been able to bring to the city. There's a combination of things. I mean, the timeliness, I can say one issue is, you know, we just had an election yesterday nationally. And I'm proud to say with Farallon, we're a nonpartisan city, and we keep it that way. And when we do that, whether, you know, um, when we do on the county level and even the state level and that, we work with the politics being set aside. We're not in a vacuum, obviously, but we're able to work with both sides of the fence, which has really worked quite well, especially on the county level. Right. Um, the last three county executives I've known quite well and been able to work with without any issues and stuff. So that that really it takes a lot of issues off the plate, and it's like, what can we do best for the community to work together? I mentioned uh, negotiating the JET agreement with Akron and Bath. That took the uh, the tension away of, the, the, you've heard of annexation. It used to be townships are always worried about annexation, you know, the cities are going to take more land. By negotiating that JED district, that took annexation off the table because what we did is, we have a development district that's still in the township of Bath. However, you know we collect the tax revenue. We maintain the large, you know, large areas. It creates a business-friendly environment. Sure. With Copley, the other township, we also have a very good relationship, and that is. Um, but we have what they call water agreement with Akron. Akron provides our water. We agreed not to annex Copley. It's it's kind of complicated, but that's that's in a nutshell. But I'm very proud of the Jed. Um, 
there's a lot that we've been able to do together, you know, with, with our communities, you know, to keep things going. And one thing leading into and very happy with us is obviously the creation of the, our utility, which is a fair long gig. Tell us more about that because, you know, obviously where we are in, in Medina, um, that's something that they're considering and talking about now too. But you were really on the forefront of that. And tell me how – tell our listeners really how, how has that impacted your economic development and drawing more residents and businesses to Fairlawn? It, it, it's a long story, but I think it's a very good one. Um, we started first thinking of Internet you know, as far as the city was and actually is before September 11th. And we're looking at it, September 11th hit, and traditionally one of the targets, a soft target in terrorism, either schools or retail, which would be a mall, like some mall. So we actually applied for some grants to try to get um, some wireless and internet for the mall, and the idea was we would have security cameras, but Mm -hmm. we'd also create a hotspot. And we did not get the grants, which turned out to be probably the best thing that happened to us, because we would have been wedded to old technology and old methods. And the idea has always been in the back of our minds, but one thing, um, and it shows you how time goes by, but if you would have told me January 1, 1996, that I would ever have to travel outside the state of Ohio as mayor of the city of Fairlawn, I would have thought you had three heads, that there's, there's no way. You know, what would be the purpose? But, you know, we're a global economy now. And so actually probably about 10 years ago, I was asked by the county executive uh, Jobs Ohio and some other economic development groups to start participating in overseas trade shows, which attract and get business to you know our county and our state. And nice. at one of the shows, um, it was actually in Dusseldorf. I still remember as sitting down with a German businessman, making a presentation on Northeast Ohio, you know, Fairland in particular, and we talked about you know there's low land costs, there's an educated workforce, you know there's you know there's plenty of water, stability in government, the whole bit down the road. Transportation. And the, and the businessman looked at me and says, I, I appreciate all that. I've studied Ohio. He says, but one thing you don't have, he says, your internet is terrible. He used a different word. I won't use it on your podcast. <laughs> um, but it was the message came through. And so you know coming back, I remember flying back home and uh, you know getting back in Ohio, started doing some research. And it turned out that Ohio at the time was 48th out of 50 states in average internet speed, which is totally unacceptable. Wow. And when you look at we're competing with the world. I mean, the world no longer comes to the United States. The fact is, if we want the business, we have to travel around the world, look for it, and try to have it come back, you know, to Ohio. So we started working on the Fairlawn gig. And in fact, you know, Frank was heavily involved in that with our feasibility studies. And my service director, Ernie Staten, um, is really, I put him in charge of it, and he's done the yeoman's job of really making it happen. But, you know, we went through, we had a feasibility study, we put that out for bid, we ended up um, hiring Fujitsu to do the design build. They did it. At the end of the day, we not only, I mean, don't, um, we have a system that works, you know, and we did incur debt for that. But our model was, um, okay, we'll borrow for that, but... The money we borrowed ten point one million dollars, and so repayable by a thirty year um, fixed interest loan. But the idea was that would pay for the entire infrastructure, which is about fifty five miles of fiber, mm-hmm. a data center, and hooking up about thirty five percent of the households, whether it's buildings or, you know, residential or res- residential business buildings. And so we were able to do that. Um, we ended up um, that's all in place. Wow. And as we sit right now and. We, it turned out to be that as we sit today, our three, four, and five-year projections as far as revenue and what we were doing, we've blown through them all in like one or two years. It's It's been phenomenal. So we have a system that works. We originally were saying, okay, one gigabit, 
and a gigabit is a thousand megabits. So, but in that, which is very fast, and then, you know, households could have up to that, and then businesses maybe up to ten. As we sit today, um, we're actually working on getting a hundred gigabit in the city for cities, and obviously residents can pick and choose, you know, one t- one gigabit or ten or more from wow. what they need. Um, how this has made a difference with economic development is we actually have several companies now that came to Fairlawn from overseas to our Israeli companies. The one company actually is, is a, I, they don't want too much details of what they do, but they depend heavily on the internet and the speeds and the, and the, and the capabilities, but they both sell in Fairlawn. The one company actually found us. They contacted us and they really wanted to know whether this was true. They said, come on out. <laughs> Try us out, and so sure. they did, and they, they actually moved in, um, moved into one of the buildings in Fairlawn. The second company is a similar story, and we've been able to work with um, the city of Akron and Summit County in trying to get businesses to move over here, and we've had we've had some success because our philosophy in Fairlawn is, you know, there's 7,400 residents. Chances are, you know, we're, we're a small city geographically. If you have a business come in from overseas and they locate in Fairlawn, that's like having a Grand Slam home run, bottom of the ninth in the World Series. That's not going to happen too often. Right. But if you get them to come in and they move into your area, I mean, Summit County, you know, Medina, you know, this area, chances are someone in Fairlawn will work at one of these facilities. Right. And so it's we've been very successful with that. Uh, Frank and I talk a lot about, you know, what you're doing in Fairlawn and how that's translating into surrounding communities. And, you know, I assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would assume there are a lot of communities similar to similarly situated in this area that are thinking, "Wow, we need to be doing that too." And are, uh, tell us a little bit about you know what your influence has been on surrounding communities, and are you involved in bringing that type of technology to other communities? We have actually discussed it with numerous communities in Summit County, actually outside of Summit County. We've had some some uh, cities come to us from three and four counties away. Mm-hmm. And we're able, to, we're able to sit down with them and explain, this is how we did it. And what I try to explain, it's it's not a cookie-cutter model. Every city, every township, they're going to have a different model because they know their demographics better. You know, Fairland's actually geographically is quite small. So yeah. we literally were able to run fiber, and most of it's underground, to every building in the city in the Jed District. So there isn't a single structure in Fairlawn or the Jed District doesn't have accessibility to fiber. If you're in a township, say in a rural area, you're far more spread out. Mm -hmm. That may be cost prohibitive, so you have to do a combination of probably towers and things like that. So, but what we can do is say, look, when you look at it, you know, what are your expectations? Lay out your expectations, your, your wants, your desires. Make sure you get a company that can actually sit down with you and realistically tell you, this is achievable, this isn't achievable based on your budget. You know, do you do it all at once, say, like, maybe do a technology levy where you say, okay, we're going to build, you know, the, the end of the out totally at once, or do you phase it in? These are decisions each community has to make. But our key is um, we can show you it works. I mean, the Ohio Constitution allows a, a municipality to create its own utility. And, you know, we took advantage of that. And, again, our, our goal is not to drive out the incumbents. It's not to – that's not our purpose. But our goal was to make us competitive with internet speed to attract businesses, but also quality of life for our residents. And we did see a plus with that because we were competitive. A lot of the providers in our area is almost comical when we start building this because they would start raising the speeds in Fairlawn only <laughs> sure. for special deals. And it tells you, okay, there is, competition is healthy. Mm-hmm. And we all succeed by that. And then really the your infrastructure with your internet and the Fairlawn gig, that's your electricity of over 100 years ago. 
And I think you have to have this to stay competitive. But more importantly, if you quality of life, if you want people to stay in your community, live in your people, your community, like your younger generations, you know, I'm 62. I, I love the internet, but I'm not wedded to it. And it's like, I have nieces, nephews in their late 20s or 30s. They don't read newspapers. They're like wedded I do. to it. They are. They're in the, and, I, and I get that. I mean, so it's a generational thing. You want sure. to be able to attract. It's a quality of life issue. Absolutely. Mayor, with the COVID-19 and the work from home uh, and it, that's happened uh, to us over the last eight, eight months here, has there been an, an increase in, in uh, the request for a connection to the Fairlawn gig in, in, in your community uh, just because of, of that change, that, that, that disruption, if you will? Yeah, there actually has. Um, in fact, a lot of his requests for um, they they it, when we did this like for residential areas, there's certain levels of service you can buy in, like package A, B, or C, and it's different internet speeds. We have a lot of requests where they're they're buying higher speeds, right? So and that's that's worked out. Um, we example like Zoom meetings that takes up a lot of bandwidth, stuff like that. You know, we we can support that. The uh, a lot of people are now streaming at home and they're working out of their homes. And we're finding, um, you know, the residents are telling some businesses that it's not an issue. We can serve it. It's, it's actually, and the COVID is obviously a terrible thing for our nation in the world. Um, but one thing that COVID has done is underlined the importance of having a very robust internet system that can handle the speed and the volume. Because right. we've had a lot of requests. We've been able to meet every one of them. Wow, that's fantastic. I, yeah, and it's interesting with the impact it's been making on on the region, uh, be, because of of our involvement uh, with with Fairlawn on the on the initial stage of the Fairlawn gig, there are communities reaching out to to us as well. So it's it's definitely uh, definitely sees I'll see a, I'll see a big increase. I think we'll all see a big increase of other communities wanting to do a very similar model. I, I think you're correct, and, and just think of the uses you have now. Like I mentioned Zoom meetings, stuff like that. It takes a lot of bandwidth. You have, you know, I know, you know you, with COVID, you, you, your workers, you, your employees can't all be in the same place. You know, it's safety-wise. A lot of people work out at home. They may work, you know, different days of the week, different areas. But there's a lot of work that has to be done. And fortunately with this, you know, you can either work out of your home, you work out of the office, wherever, and it can be handled. And that's, I think that really helps out a lot. And Recently, working in Summit County with the COVID monies received from the state, we're on the Summit County Jail Project, which, again, is the goal is with the court system is Fairlawn Gig is running fiber all the way into downtown Akron. It's connecting 23 government buildings. And the idea is it's mainly the courts and things like that, but the, to eliminate the person-to-person contact because of the COVID. A lot of stuff now you normally know, do in person, you'll be able to do over you know, the computer in, in various meetings. And so that that's what's driven that project. It's underway as we speak. It'll be done by December 30th. But again, it's technology, and, and you look at it, okay, when the COVID's over, which hopefully it will be someday, um, that technology's still in place. And right. the beauty part about the system is you can change and increase the speeds. The fiber on the ground is good for 50, 70 years. I mean, it's you're not going to change that. And the key is there's things called cards, and you, you'll change them out in your data center. So it's, it's upgradable, you know, relatively easy, and it's some, something that is not going to go out of style or use in five or ten years. So you're what we would call a visionary, right, a technological visionary. So the next logical question is, what's next? I think next is um, a combination of things. I think you're going to see more of 
you know, the increase in speeds. I mean, I to me, when I hear 100 gigabits, it's like science fiction. But when you think of it, um, a lot of your smart cities, you know, technology, things like that, it takes a lot of, you know, the speed, you know, speed. You know, a lot of what you, what you, I think one of the things for the next is you have to make sure you have a system that can be scalable and made, you know, better over time, which I think we're doing right now. But I think there's going to be a future need for an ad additional data centers in our area, not just in Fairlawn, but around, um, because a lot of your companies, your bigger companies, they want, you know, security. They want to be able to have their their uh, system unhackable. And yeah. give an example: there's a hospital system in, in Summit County right now that they use the Fairlawn gig, and because of HIPAA and stuff, they don't want their their uh, lines hacked. It's totally off the grid, the internet grid. It can't be hacked. It's private. And I think a lot of your bigger companies are doing that. Um, Facebook's starting to do that in some areas of the country. They're trying to prevent hacking. And, and one of the ways you do it is if you provide an internet system, you know, that can handle it, the speed, you know, a client, you know, a customer, they can buy or lease fiber and they can use it totally for themselves. And I think you'll see a lot, you know, a lot more of that, like customizing. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have your own network. So obviously you have the internet out there, but you'll have your own network for security. And I think that you'll see, um, uh, you know, when I, we did the research for this of whether or not we would, you know, take the, you know, take the challenge of, and, and, and create the city internet, we actually went down to Chattanooga, Tennessee. And Chattanooga, Tennessee is part of the old um, uh, TVA electric power project in the 1930s. And so Chattanooga owns their electric lines. So what they did is they created a fiber optic network by running fiber parallel to the electric lines they yeah. owned. So it's a different concept, but the point is they have a fiber internet system. And talking with the mayor, I remember him telling me, he says, when we first did it, you know, Chattanooga, they, they thought, okay, we're going to attract the major players. They're going to come in from Silicon Valley. They're going to come in from the East Coast, and they're all going to camp out here because we've got this fantastic system. And he said, but that never happened. And But what did happen, and, and, and I point this out because we're seeing the same thing at Fairlawn right now, is that what we they did see was more medical coming mm -hmm. in. Medical, just think of it, the amount of bandwidth and stuff is taken. Uh, doctors now can be at home and download an x-ray to their home computer, look at it, and send it back. And it won't lock up their internet for hours. Right. And it's, it's things with like COVID that. right now. So you have the medical, you have uh, accounting, but you have a lot of small entrepreneurial businesses that it's too expensive on the east and west coast. You know, so they want to start up. In other words, that is what we're seeing. As like I mentioned, a couple of companies come in and one actually moved from Boston. You know, they still have a small office in Boston. They moved to rest here. We have a company from Germany that came over and their North American headquarters is in Fairland, Ohio. Their manufacturing is in Houston because based on what type of manufacturing they do, but they already told us that no, our headquarters is purposely here because of the internet system you have. So I think that a lot of it is it, the future, I think, with the system and working in our communities, Summit County, and that we can be very competitive with not just other areas of the United States, but around the world and attracting and keeping business. You mentioned smart cities. Can you paint a picture for our listeners of what that looks like in Fairlawn in 20 years? Okay, well, Fair, uh, Frank's a little more expert on this than I am, but it's, um, <laughs> yeah, and Frank, we've been, uh, we've been talking about this for quite a while, but an example would be is um, your traffic signals, you know, the olive cameras, they're, you know, the platoon cars as they travel up and down, they work the traffic patterns out constantly changing based on, you know, what is there. There's applications for the type of weather there is, 
you know, you can determine, you know, you know where you, you know, where you go, where the most snow is, things like that. Um, there, those are just two examples. You can actually determine um, where your snowplows are. You can direct them out. Yeah, it's it's it can help um, strategizing your resources for quicker response, things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's the sky's the limit, really, on it. And um, there's many applications that are being worked out. You hear about driverless cars um, off Route 30. You know, they have, a, they have a huge push, I believe, with Honda in the state of Ohio. Fairlawn's been picked for a potential of having experimental driverless cars because of the, the Internet that we have and the infrastructure we have for it. So you, you see things like that. It's, um, um, it, again, I think a city can pick and choose what services they want, what applications they want, but I think it's going to increase in efficiencies and it's going to make things better off in the long run. Yeah, and, and Fairlawn was picked, uh, like the mayor just said, because of the, the low latency of the data transfer between the mobile cars and, and, and other mobile cars and, and destinations. And, you know, there's times where you, the, the bus stops, for instance, if there are autonomous buses and people are standing in, in, the, in the bus shelter, uh, there'll be sensors saying that there's a person here. And, and, and then that bus cell just sends a signal to the bus to stop. Now, if there's nobody there, then the bus doesn't stop at that that station, and thereby, you know, it's more efficient, you mm-hmm. know, moving along the corridor. Um, so, again, that's one of the reasons why the city was picked. Lots of possibilities out there. Frank, what's your vision for 20 years from now in the city of Fairlawn? I, I truly believe it's really about going to be about moving people uh, rather than cars, buses. It's really going to be about moving people uh, through experiences within downtown corridors, urban environments, um, cities are going to be challenged to create that experience. And, and Fairlawn has that. They have a downtown that can give you that experience uh, because people are going to be able to sit home and, and buy what they need on the, on the computer. Uh, they're not going to have a reason to go, to, to go out and shop. Uh, they're going to go out for an experience. So they're going to have to pick and choose where they want to have their experience or what, what experience they want to have. And the, the communities that like Farallon that provide that experience are going to have that economy come in and people are going to spend money in their, in their city. Uh, so it's exciting. Uh, I've been 20, 20 plus years. I, I hope I'm, I'm still doing this uh, to, to watch the city grow and be a part of that, that impact. Uh, thanks again, Mayor, for, for your contributions and for your mentorship to me over the years. Oh, my pleasure. It's been, I can't believe where the time goes. But, um, you know, you talk about, that is one issue, is the repurposing of properties. And, you know, as we know right now, retail was in trouble before mm. the COVID hit and before this. And now it's, I think it's underlined the fact that yeah. there will be changes in land use. I mean, not all retail is going to go away. That's not going to happen. As Frank said, there'll be, there'll be the experience element, element. You make a day out of it. You do different things. Yep. But if you look around the country, there's a lot of large areas that are retail that have to be repurposed. Right. And one of the challenges is how, how it is repurposed and how to best utilize it. But I think with with the uh, infrastructure we have, with things like the Fairlawn gig, is we have a lot more options than uh, some cities do on what the land can be used for. Right. Well, before we go to our last question here, I just want to give you an opportunity, Mayor, to uh, let people know how they can learn more about what's going on in Fairlawn and where they can reach you. Okay, the best thing is go to the City of Fairlawn website, which they just changed their address, and I just drew a blank on it. So, but, <laughs> but if you look up City of Fairlawn, Ohio, there's our website, and there's actually areas you can key into. But more importantly, there's a separate website for the Fairlawn gig. Hmm. 
and you can look up that. We've made sure that we have all the articles and information about what we have done is on there, and it can lay out the process and the information for you. Okay, great. Thank you. So, uh, you know, Mayor, I, I had the opportunity to personally get to know you over the 20-some years that we've been working together, friends together. Uh, but it's really, it's hard. I, I know it's hard to to get to know a person in leadership, uh, truly get to know them. So give us an idea, give our audience an idea of, you know, what you do for fun, what, what you do to relax. And uh, as long as the stories don't include me, uh, we're okay. <laughs> Say, Frank, you got to be careful there. No, no, no. Um, generally, my wife and I, we like to do things like garden. I'm a garden fanatic, so we're, we putter around, play among the plants, things like that. Um, generally, I like to hike, you know, and periodically lift weights. I wish I was doing better than what I do now. But I'm a big reader. My wife's uh, also loves to read. We like to travel, things like that. So we're pretty low-key, actually, and... We're not homebodies, but, you know, we, we kind of you know, just take it easy. I mean, one thing when you're in public office, and I think it's one of the best things you do in life is serve your community, whether it's on a board of commissioners, serve an elected office, or, you know, or police or fire or things like that, and also public engineering groups. I mean, you're serving a larger role, which I think has great value in our society, is, you know, you're giving back, but sometimes there's times you need to unplug, and sometimes the unplug is just peace and quiet. So now and then I'll sit on the porch and have a cigar, and my wife will not be around. Obvious reasons she doesn't like cigars, <laughs> but I'm not just you know we're we're pretty uh, average people, but we feel fair, very fortunate to live where we do. I like asking that question because it gives me ideas because I'm I'm really guilty of not being able to unplug. So um, thank you for that. Um, maybe gardening is my future after all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tomatoes. Tomatoes, definitely. <laughs> Says the Italian in the room. Yes. Right? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I grow a, a four different varieties of tomatoes every year and stuff. And then, But I've grown peppers. And you have to understand, I can handle mm. the green pepper and the Hungarian wax. I can't. Some jalapeno. I can't handle the others. But I grow a bunch all the way up to ghost peppers. I just Ooh. like to grow them, and I give them away. And in I, fact, I there's, a local, there's a local Mexican restaurant. They don't serve them on their menus, but I bring them in for the people that work there. Nice. And it's just, uh, I'm amazed at... You know, they can be eaten. They're beautiful to grow, but <laughs> and I enjoy growing and giving them away. But that's, yeah, so, yeah, I enjoy that's, that as well. That's that's wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us today, Mayor, and we really appreciate having your time today. And of course, our listeners got a chance to hear a little bit about what's going on in Fairlawn and all the great things that you're doing. So, thank you for that, and we'd love to have you back sometime. Yeah, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here.